All right, people, here we are back with another podcast for your ear holes. Is ear holes warranted? I like ear holes. I like ear holes. It's anatomically um, correct. So welcome to uh, episode number two of the Strip Set Podcast. Ah, see? We cut out the first one because I fucked it up. So, had a boy. <laughs> Way to just push through. Yeah, push I remember through. the first time I did a podcast. Yeah, I remember my first podcast, too. So do I. So, here we go. You got me, you got Rob in Idaho. We got uh, Scotty Long here down in the basement with me, down at my tying station. And wait, BJ, wait, Scotty's tied up in PA. the basement? Even better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we got BJ out east. Um, what up? Sounds like he might be in a porta potty from earlier conversations, but we'll let that we'll let that ride. Steve at least was nice enough to take the duct tape off my mouth so I could record. Yes, yeah, definitely. We appreciate that, Steven. Oh, yeah. We appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna go, I mean, you can't go full blown like S and M if you're trying to record. You know, that is true. Yeah, and I can see his hands moving, so I know he's not tied up, so that's even better. True. Yeah, he wanted my hands free. Yes. Yeah. For that blue, you can't... That blue tooth. <laughs> <laughs> all right, first time. Well, what's up, guys? First of all, <laughs> it's nice to see you guys. I'm liking this weekly thing where I get to actually get to see your faces. I miss yes. you guys. <laughs> you are missed as well. Oh, yes. All across Colorado. Mm-hmm. Colorado. Trout everywhere missing that uh, that short line right below your boots. Damn yeah, right they're they still are. trying to get used to coming in head first. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The, get yeah, they're, boot they're, lickers, uh, baby. They're getting used to seeing the net before <laughs> before they get into it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's a nice net. Cool. I've never seen this. <laughs> But anyway, speaking here of we that, go. have you guys seen the new uh, like Colorado River net? I did see that. That looks pretty dope. It's pretty nice. From Nomad. Yes. Yeah. Or I, I don't guess know how many different on, ones sorry. they've done, but that one, uh, the Colorado River one, looked pretty cool. I have not seen it. They need to head some out east stuff, right, BJ? They need to get some uh, eastern states on those nets. Fish pond. Pay attention. Yeah. Make some we money. Can- we can do the Keystone model for Pennsylvania, you know. That'd be cool. What about the Make Allegheny? a design, send it to them. The I'm Allegheny the, would be pretty sweet, too. I'm going to get the custom beer market design for Rob. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd buy it, damn it. I'd buy it. <laughs> and if, you, if you've got enough of an accent, you, too, can make beer market sound like Pierre Marquette. Just, <laughs> just saying. Just Speaking of that, we got to throw a shout out to Ron Brown. He was like, you know, I don't know Rob Griggs, but damn, he sounds horrible. Did you guys read that <laughs> review? Yeah, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> he sounds like that uh, old country boy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I must have missed that. Thank you, Ron. I would have kicked his ass. Yeah, he's he's got a face for radio and a <laughs> and a voice for Braille. You <laughs> got a voice for auctioneering. Yeah. Oh, dude, I can lay it down auctioneering too. Well, thank you, Ron Brown. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I love any feedback, whether it's good or bad. So. Yeah, that's true. Any press is good press. Damn, Skippy. All right, topic one. So, um, 
Pat Dorsey posted the other day that the outlook for Colorado tailwater is going to be grim this more, winter. More tail, less water. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> more tail. Exactly. More tail, less water. Um, even even with you know you've got eleven mile, which is at one hundred and two percent right now. Cheeseman is at sixty eight percent. I know there's still maybe voluntary voluntary closures down in Pueblo, which is a different river, but uh, and the Conejos, holy shit! I mean, it was under under a foot CFS just the other day. And that's one that I mean notoriously fishes well into the fall. So rough, terrible this, man. Uh, this drought we've got out west kind of sucks. I mean, really, really bad. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I've fished and guided a lot on those rivers, not the Conejos, but the ones there in the Front Range. And when the water's low like that, I mean, just like you would imagine, those fish are pushed to the deeper pockets. Uh, they're fighting for food, so it's kind of like that one day you and uh, Scotty were out with me, Steve, and it was the panic bite, you know. Anything that comes through, they're trying to get it as quickly as possible, and and now the Browns are starting to think about spawning out there at this point, and, man, I would almost just say, let's just leave the fish alone. Go find some lakes or something like that that you could finally get some water on and get the float tubes out and fish, you know. Luckily, up here in Idaho uh, and the northwest area, we're not dealing with that kind of drought action. They're actually dropping the flows uh, because, you know, that's the irrigation is done for the year for the farmers and stuff out here in Idaho. So uh, the fishing's getting ready to pick up for us, and we're actually going to be able to wade some rivers that, you know, most of it's going to be floating through the summer. Now we can actually get out in the water and wade. So it kind of sucks for you guys. You guys need some weather bad. Yeah, Bunch it's, of snow. Uh, it's pretty bad. Pretty goddamn bad. And BJ, you've got the uh, you've got the exact opposite. Yeah, we've had plenty of water this year out here. I think it was um, two years ago. We were in a similar situation in parts of PA. I mean, I remember seeing some pictures of guys of small brook trout streams that were just dried up creek beds. It was bad. That's terrible. I mean, and as anglers and as guys that are out in the uh, on the water a lot, I mean, this comes to where it's going to be a moral issue issue for each person that's fishing. I mean, do you if you know the water's low, you know the water temps are possibly still high um, from the hot of the summer. Do you fish? That's the question that you need to ask yourself when you hit the river. Well, here's another question. If you do stop fishing, does anybody know if you don't post it on social media? True that. <laughs> that is true. You know, I mean, if, if it's if it's hot, if it's low flow, if it's weird shit like that, and you don't post it, does anybody really know you stopped? Do you know you stopped? Could just well, be getting skunked. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Um, Either way, you're losing followers. <laughs> oh yeah because that's the main deal right that's what we're hell dealing yeah. with today. hell yeah evidently yeah man i, I mean, would the other thing say... you got to keep track of is oxygen that's the main thing for exactly. those poor little fishies yeah i was gonna yes. be i was gonna say i was gonna say we need to get a little scientific and bring scott into the uh 
dis- <laughs> dissolved oxygen talk in these, you know, these big pools. They don't, they don't get a whole shit ton of movement, you know? I'm going to have to break out all the research I did for those fucking pita tanks Ooh. when people were putting fish in aquariums <laughs> for pictures. Is that I still looked a thing? it up and I mean, it was like insane how fast an oxygen or a trout would burn up the oxygen in one of those little tanks. So when you got exactly. dissolved oxygen throughout a river and it's limited space, they're all going to be tied up wherever they get the most oxygen. It's It becomes you know, the food is second priority. Yeah. And safety drops down to third when it comes to that too, I feel as well. Safety. Well, from yeah. Birds I mean, I've seen fish. Like it looks like they're feeding and they're not, they're getting air. They'll actually come up to the surface and you can see them because when they eat, they, they close their mouth around something and they swim back down when they're breathing, you'll see them pop and bubbles come out their gills. It's because they're up there trying to suck oxygen. That's terrible, dude. I'm sorry that you guys are dealing with that. Is it just uh, Colorado? Or are you guys hearing anything down in New Mexico, Steve, and um, down into Utah and that kind of stuff? I haven't heard anything at all about New Mexico or anything like that, so I I really can't even speak to that. I don't know anything about Utah, personally. Well, Utah's having some other challenges. I mean, half the damn state's on fire. And that most of true. those river canyons are burning on, like, either side of the highway. Plus, you know, once they start to get those torrential rains that they get seasonally, it's just going to plug all those rivers with mud and silt because there's nothing to hold it back. That's what happened to the South Platte um, from the Hayman fire, you know. Well, speaking of that, I know there was a, a pretty good blast of mud a few weeks ago up in uh, Cheeseman. Has it recovered yet? I don't know if it has. I know Denver Water tried to blast it out with a big flush, and I think that was part of um, the blue of Pat's release on the blue cruel anglers. They tried to help it, and but you know it's one of those things that you can. I know it completely changed the the profile of the river. I mean, there's oh, yeah. spots that are no longer there. There's new runs. I mean, you know, rivers like that change from time to time. And that's just natural, but it does kind of suck when something like that happens and it just clouds that whole river up with silt because you lose a lot of fish and a lot of insect life. Well, I did read on Pat Dorsey's uh, report that they are not going to turn the water off coming out of Robert's Tunnel. Uh, So the North Fork of the South Platte looks like it might be fishing pretty decent. Oh, good. uh, Everybody will be at Boxwood. Exactly. I was going to say the places that have those fish... We'll definitely keep them through the winter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Excellent. With that being said, can you wire enough money for Scott and I to go fish? Well, sure. <laughs> I don't know why BJ and I can't do a GoFundMe so you guys can uh, hit them boys up with 5280 and get on the river, man. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> now you're talking. <laughs> yeah. be fun. I think I'm going to wear a, a – I'm going to have a little cardboard sign that says, we'll plug your business for trips to Boxwood. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's that is though a pretty legit trip. I mean, if you get a chance to go in there with fifty two eighty, those guys are on it. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. If BJ ever makes it out there, man, I, I will spring for a trip for BJ to go out there. I mean, it is. He will have the funnest day of his life, and oh, yeah. uh, it'd be a blast. So. Yeah. If you didn't hear it, people, that was the gauntlet being dropped. That was, I dropped that was it right there. I'll drop it. BJ's coming to Colorado. 
Watch out. He's coming to Colorado and going to Boxwood. Out of all the places to go in Colorado, <laughs> Boxwood's the spot. <laughs> you know, one other thing to add, too, on the tailwater issues that we're looking at here in Colorado is there's there's also some fairly big rivers here. I mean, you can go fish the Colorado. You no. can fish, uh, you know, there's parts of the Arkansas that'll stay pretty decent. But there's other options out there. Yeah. But I like the Stillwater idea. I think I think not yeah. enough people kind of stretch themselves outside of just drifting nymphs. Yeah, I I agree, man. And um, you know, getting the float tube out with your fins and you're out on the water kicking around, there's it's a different feel. I really enjoy it. Um, you know, and you're still catching trout. Um, we catch bass and stuff here doing it, which is super fun, but you really get to dial in that cast too, because uh, you're used to standing up a little bit higher. And then when you get flush with the water like that, yeah, your casting, it needs to be picked up a little bit. If not, you're whacking <laughs> the water behind you and scaring all the fish away. So don't get lazy with a, that elbow. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. still water is, uh, it's, it's a, it's a great equalizer and it's a great teacher all at once. I agree. I agree. You and what, you can though, roll nymphs. It's a whole different game, though. I mean, your approach yes, is, is different. You know, you're fishing yes, a lot of stuff subsurface. Those fish are working the thermal climb, but primarily they're working weed edges. Yep. And you've got to find that stuff, and it's pretty tough to see when you're sitting on the water. It is. And uh, that makes it kind of fun for me. Um, I like yeah. the little drop-offs. You know, you throw about a 300-grain sink tip out, and you're – throwing double streamers. I love getting that thing dropped down. And you can tell when you're in the spot, you're strip, strip, and you get to eat. And then, you know, a couple casts later, you're super fast on the strips, and you're like, man, I'm not in the spot. I'm not down deep enough or I'm too shallow. So you, you're waiting for that strip, and you just throw it back out and let that thing drop again. I love it. I'll strip nymphs, too. They'll eat nymphs right off that thing, man. My still water game is probably 90% damselflies. Oh, dude, that's kick-ass, dude. Yeah. What are you, what are you throwing? Up. BJ, what are you throwing? Well, I just got really still water for trout was something I just got into this past spring when I moved. And there's a stock trout lake five minutes from the house. You know, I started doing some of the blobs and uh, running Ooh. the, uh, I don't know, Steve helped me out a ton on some knowledge and where to go find some info on some of the, I guess UK Stillwater game, and uh, it was uh, it was a learning experience for sure. I mean, there was many a nights not even getting an eat, but you know that first one I got was felt pretty good. It was like catching a trout for the first time on a fly rod, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was getting I was getting pissed. <laughs> it's frustrating. Nights, it's frustrating because Scott's right. I mean. You just can't walk to any lake and go, I'm going to read the water like I do when I'm in a river. You know, I'm looking for riffles and runs and back eddies and stuff. You go to still water, it looks the same. Everything yep. looks the same. You Definitely. Know? So you got to be on your game. You got to fish it. You got to learn it. And that's just the way it is. I mean, you got to earn that shit, man. That's what I'm all about. Earn well, it. Well, it's a totally different game. I think one of, one of my favorite things in still water fishing is throwing like size six dragonfly nymphs 
on uh, a, you know a real heavy grain sink tip, letting them go all the way to the bottom, and letting that line sink way down, and then just doing a two-handed super fast retrieve, and you just about get your rod ripped out of your hand when fish hit that. <laughs> and you're, I mean, I'm not just talking trout either. You know me. I'm I'm all about whatever. I'm catching bass. That's a good time to get carp. Yeah, he's an equal opportunity lip piercer. <laughs> right. Damn straight, dude. And you know, I'll, and I'll take what I can get. That's the reality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ho bag. I love beggars it. can't be choosers. <laughs> well, you know, that's the thing too. You uh, fish still water quite a bit. When you get into that salt game, you're above the curve on that because True. there's no throwing indicators on the salt and stuff like that. You're you're on the point when. You're you're on standing on the front of that boat looking at some jacks or permit or bonefish rolling in front of you. It's the same thing on the lakes, you know. Well, like you said, once you've been sitting on your butt right on the water, keeping that cast up, keeping that arm up, getting that loop tight, and you know working that cast, then you're standing on the front of a boat three feet off up off the water. It's even an easier cast to make. Oh yeah. Exactly. And with uh, that, you know, just maybe think of something else. I mean, here we have a lot of cattails and that's just like throwing into mangroves. I mean, you're trying to put it damn right up against that first cattail that's closest to you. Mangroves the same way, man. You got to get that fly if you can under the mangroves, but if not putting it on the same. So fishing's, you know, lakes and still water like that coming into salt water, you've got that cast dialed in, baby. So, Rob. Yes, sir. You remember our trip to Missouri. <laughs> How could I forget it? And my cheeks hurt from laughing so hard. It was so damn fun. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else for why your cheeks hurt. Oh. <laughs> oh, but no, what I was going to say is, uh, you know, Luke and Landon were showing us that trick about getting that last forward cast when you're getting right up against the bank under those trees. They just do that little sidearm flip with the tip of the rod and, and their loop actually rolls under and their line straightens out with the fly basically three or four inches above the water going right under the branches and then settling on the surface. That's got to be that a, a mangrove trick there, too. I can't do it, man. I can't do it's it. Tough. I mean, I can't I do it. I tried a few times. I was able to get it a few times, but I was when I missed, it was bad. So exactly. <laughs> I stop doing it. But that's a now game think changer. About throwing I mean, a... When you can get that fly back in those, under those branches, you're going to increase your hookup rate tremendously because you're tremendously. stopping it six feet short just so you don't get it in the branches. You're missing fish. Exactly, man. And then, you know, you think about throwing that shit in the mangroves and you're on a commitment rig, which is for tarpon, you know, you're looking at 60 pound, you know, just straight mono. You get it hung up in the damn mangroves. You're you bringing branches back. God, you're like, holy shit, I'm going to break my rod. I'm going to need to swing <laughs> over there. And then you're like, is there snakes and shit in here? Because I don't like this. And yeah, I'll well, give I'll it to you. Me. I'll tell you an old bass guy trick. We used to do, you know, really heavy line flipping jigs in, and I mean, you would literally 
flip them into the branches of the trees and drop them down through the branches to get them into the fish. And when you'd get hung up, sometimes there's no way to get that out. The line's so strong, it's not great. So you tie your line, you wrap your line around the cleat on the boat and pull it out with the trolling motor. No shit. I'm not kidding. And if that line breaks, you better not be in the way if something comes loose and comes (laughs) flying back at your head. But I've actually uprooted trees doing that. Now you got another mangrove trick. There you go. I, I'm gonna have to tell the guy, hey, start that damn motor up, dude. I'm gonna tie this <laughs> Put it in reverse. Yeah. Reverse, Steve, reverse. Yeah, yard it out. <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> Man, so anyway, you I don't know how we went from uh talking about flow rates to uh still water fishing, but there you go. Yeah, tail waters and skinny water is a natural segue into sixty pound mono. <laughs> so, and spider wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, that's funny shit. Moral, moral of that whole thing right there is still water fishing in Colorado is the poor man's salt fishing. You're damn straight, man. When there I fished go. in the mile high twenty five, and I hooked that pike up at Rocky Mountain Arsenal, I was like, I'll take this shit. All day, all day long. I can't it believe you fun, just man. blew up the Arsenal spot. Whoa. Come on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I thought we were the only ones that knew that Arsenal. one. Spot <laughs> yeah. burn. Spot burning. Yeah, well, you know how that shit is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll burn the fucking place to the ground, dude. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, make sure you're blurring out the pump house and the parking lot in your yeah. pictures. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, be be sure and Photoshop those two guys that are always there out too. <laughs> yeah, everybody's photoshopped <laughs> and, off and their tent and their bags and their of Jeep. donuts and <laughs> <laughs> all that shit. So, Clayton and Eric, we love you. Yeah, we do. We do. We, we do really love do. those guys. Uh, they, so. they they straight laid it down too, man. I'll give oh, it to yeah. those guys. They fucking laid it down. They get after it, man. Mm-hmm. Two, I mean, two hard days of fucking fishing, you know. That is true. That is true. It was pretty. That's hard. a topic for another night, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to we'll have to <laughs> recap this year's because it was uh, it was eventful on our end. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll I'm just get, glad we'll I get, survived it. Yeah, we'll get into that later. Yeah, no shit, Scott. <laughs> and didn't have to change my underwear <laughs> voluntarily. <laughs> So, with with all these fishing um, obstacles, I would say, in place out here in the West, you know, where can you fish? Where are the fish stressed? Where's the flow? The flow's super low. What do I do? Rob is going on a trip this uh, end of this week, so this is a perfect segue into when do you hire a guide and when to not hire a guide. So Rob, I'll let you kick it off since you're you're going first on this trip. So you got it. So I'm heading over to the Pier Marquette to fish beer market. <laughs> the beer <laughs> market. I'm heading to the beer market, the Pier Marquette, and uh, gonna fish for some uh, brownies that are pushing up out of the lake, some rainbows that are kicking around in there, and um, and we'll see some kings and stuff. I'm not really into snagging a king but sometimes you can't help it especially if there's some pushback behind where the kings are staging at what so, about steelhead anyway, 
There are some steelhead. Um, I have yet to catch a lake run rainbow up there, but clarification. Clarification. Let them call it a steelhead. I know. Well, it it is what it is. And uh, I think I hooked one up four years ago because it just went berserk. But I'm not for sure. I didn't see it. It didn't jump. So it could have been just a a king that I snagged in the ass or something. Probably a muskrat. Muskrat love. Yeah. So how so, how big is that river? It's a pretty long river. It's uh now width wise, yeah. uh depends on where you're going. Um it's easy wading across. Um usually it's you can see to the bottom, sandy, very wooded, very beautiful river this time of year. Um, but you can see in the water, you can see the fish zipping around and stuff, so it's not like you're just looking for you know, some nice places to fish. You can actually just see the fish. So, right. um, but, uh, but we do have a raft and uh, we're going to go down, but, um, you know, the guide thing, I think that, uh, if it was any other place, I would hire a guide. Um, here though, I have the local Intel. Um, I have a, the buddy that I'm going with. He has a cabin up there. He's fished it his whole entire life. So, uh, you know, I kind of rely on him. Um, but, you know, I definitely have hired my fair share of guides this year, especially if we're going to a place we don't know. Uh, the fishing is tougher, um, and they have access to a boat. That's mostly when I hire a guide is when I need a boat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so. So would you would you equate fighting a king salmon in those conditions to, say, wrestling your wife for a hot dog in a porta potty. Wow, um, kind of kind of that tight space. You know what I mean. Nobody so can move. First off, you got to plan every maneuver. Well, I don't eat meat, but I sure like to bone. That is true. He does. <laughs> That's a song. That's a song. No, um, you know I edibles. Not, exactly. I, it's not that I uh, uh, try to. <laughs> to hang the, the the big kings or that kind of stuff it's i'm actually fishing for trout but sometimes they do get hung up and when you hang them you're just like shit this is gonna be a you know a 15 minute fight on the eight weight so um and then you got to have your buddies over and then you're trying to tail a fish that's pissed off and you know you really don't want to i'm looking for the the big bows the big browns behind them so but it's gonna happen i i'm you just watch our Instagram page. I'm sure there'll be some pictures of some kings up there. Whose Instagram page? Uh, Strip Set's Instagram page. That Ooh. We just Strip Set Ooh. Podcast? Ooh, even better. Strip Set Podcast. I love it. Yeah. The nice bios on there. Whoever wrote those, man, that some bitch knows how to write. <laughs> those are good. <laughs> I'm, I was surprised pretty, to read mine. I'm pretty sure those were outsourced. I think they might have been. Yeah. <laughs> they, they got outsourced? Yeah, yep, they might have been. Absolutely. But so all that to say is uh, also on the guide is the regulations of the area that I'm fishing at. And that seems to be um, a problem that I'm wrestling with. And I've shared it with all three of you guys uh, earlier this week. And so hiring a guide definitely takes care of boat, takes care of regulations and keeps you up to date with what kind of, you know, if you need any special permits on your on your fishing license for salmon or whatever. I don't keep any fish. I let all fish go. I only catch and release. So uh, I don't really 
feel that I should have to buy a permit for salmon or buy a permit for hatchery steelhead because I let them all go. But that's just the name of the game, and I do it, and I do it without complaining because I actually like to support the DOW in the area. So, so yeah, that's my take. I'm all about supporting the cause. Oh, yeah. You're damn straight, dude. I think it's nice, or I should say I think it's convenient. Scott, you're going to be – you'll know this struggle firsthand that fishing in Colorado and I'm assuming Idaho, you don't have to go crazy on your license. Um, the Idaho, yeah, it depends on what you're fishing for. I mean, um, salmon and stuff, you got to have a tag for it. Okay. Uh, steelhead hatchery, you got to have a tag for it. Um, but, and I buy all that stuff, even though I'm going to let them go, um, if I catch any of them. So, and yeah. what about BJ? BJ, you, you're kind of on the East coast side. You're, yep. you're into like trout season and stuff there where we don't have that out oh, west. Yeah, it's all weird back there. <laughs> yeah. So we have, um, you buy a license and then they sell a trout stamp here in Pennsylvania. And then there's also a Lake Erie stamp. So if you're going to go up to Lake Erie and fish the tribs for Lake run rainbows and whatnot you got to have that stamp or they also sell it as a combo stamp that you can get both of them so i buy the combo every year if i don't make it to area well it's, it's five bucks right that goes towards the state supports that whole system up there and i'm okay with that hell yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah, good yeah some annual licenses every year i have a an alaska a washington uh, let's see, Utah, Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, Colorado, New Mexico, mm-hmm. and maybe California, depending on if I'm going to the Palace or the uh, Sierra Nevadas. And coming this year, Idaho. Idaho. <laughs> so that's going to be fun. Dude, well, BJ, you know what? While I'm thinking of it, um, you got to explain to us three over here what exactly is the deal with um, trout season. Like, can you not fish for trout during some seasons? And then when trout season opens, I hear that crazy and everybody's fishing for trout. But when it closes, you can't. Can you not fish for them anymore? I don't understand it. All right. So in Pennsylvania specifically, and, and most of the states out this way, way are like this, there's different stream designations for their regulations. So a uh, standard trout stream that is stocked by the state um, opening day is in mid-April. And Wait, so hold on, stop for just a second. So you cannot fish this stream at all until mid-April. Um, so here's how it works. So from March 1st until opening day, off limits. No uh, shit. Okay. Yep. If you are in that stream and you are fishing, you will get approached by a uh, conservation officer so and then uh pretty much from there on out you can fish it um then we have special designated areas so there'll be delayed harvest uh artificial only for example so delayed harvest artificial only it's open to year-round fishing um it's artificial only so spin or fly and you cannot keep a fish in that water until like mid-june um, so what they try and identify in those are streams that will support year-round trout living in them and uh, 
you know, some of them get a little too warm depending on the summertime. Like my home streams like that. Certain summers we'll have a fish kill in the middle of summer just because it gets too warm. Um, and then there's also catch and release, all tackle, catch and release, fly fish only, catch and release, artificial only. Those are year round fishing, all catch and release. So the same stream could have two or three different regulation sections. Good grief, man. Jeez. Yep. Jeez. Now, do they have any regulations like they have with uh, with us out here in Idaho with steelhead? And when Scott and I were fishing up in Alaska, you know, you catch a, a, a steelhead, it cannot leave the water. Um, do they right. have any of that kind of stuff there? No, they, the... they, no, out here it's just catch them, throw them up on the bank, and, you no know, let the, let the animals. Oh, they, they yeah, I think it says in the regulations <laughs> that any picture that does not include gill raping, uh, you'll be fine for it. Yep. Or holding the hold fish by the tail so its head's hanging into the dirt. <laughs> Jeez, man. Sorry, that was no, harsh. But you have... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you got wild steelhead still out there, right, Rob? Uh, we the have Coast. some, not many. We have yeah. some coming back to Idaho. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's everything here's hatchery produced in our system. Hmm. So, yeah, that's right. a big difference for steelhead. That is. That is. Yeah, yeah. Well, so on that's the West uh, Coast, some of the Oregon waterways and some of, uh, I think in Washington, Washington as well, they're mandatory to uh, harvest the. The hatchery steelhead, they yeah. are. I still they like are smack them. I do too, man. And I, and you know you can get a ticket for that out here, BJ. Right. I mean, if you get the hatchery oh. steelhead and you and it's in a water where you're supposed to take them, you get caught letting it go. And you know, I mean, there's a. I don't eat fish, and I grew up my dad teaching me if you kill it, you eat it. So I don't eat fish. I can't kill a, a, a steelhead. I'm just not going to eat it. I, my morals go deeper than whatever fine that they want to give me. So, you know, I let them go. And a lot of guys get pissed off about it. They're like, man, that fish is going to get into the gene pool of the wild fish, and it's going to jack it up and all that. And I understand that at the same time, but yeah, I, I just am like, man, I don't eat fish. And if I'm going to kill it, I'm going to eat it, and I'm not going to eat it. So, wow. And then they push me in the water, and then we start fighting. <laughs> yeah. And then Scott hey. shows up with his guns. Well, that's that's the only way to do it. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, speak. It's yeah. You don't want to make them suffer. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of regulations, hey Rob, are you going to peg any eggs in Michigan? Yeah. Um, I that is a great question. So, um, that's one of the things that I'm working on right now. So. I cannot find any regulation saying that it is illegal, and I cannot find any regulation saying that it is legal. And so I'm kind of getting irritated with it. Um, so to be safe, uh, I might just peg a bead and throw a fly on underneath of it just to be safe. I just kind of wish that the East Coast side of the Mississippi would kind of get in the game of pegging a bead and show how much safer it is for the fish if you're going to release it by pegging a bead correctly and where the problem is is um back in the 90s um probably mid 90s uh there was a system that was called the moffett system and i don't know if a lot of people remember it um, i remember it when i was fly fishing back then and the whole deal was to peg whatever fly that you had and then put the hook about six to seven inches below that fly 
And what the problem was, it was catching the fish in the gills, catching them mm-hmm. inside, and they were saying it was snagging. Well, now it's 2018, and if you peg a bead correctly, you're going to catch that fish every single time in the corner of the mouth if you peg it correctly. If you don't peg it correctly, then I can see where fishing game will have a problem with it. But I really wish that other states would take a look at the research that is done about pegging flies and pegging beads. Scott pegs worms. Steve pegs worms. I peg worms. We peg beads. And uh, it's so much safer for the fish than it is to just let a fish that's eating eggs just swallow it down to its ass. And then you have to pull the hook out or cut it and the fish is going to die. And uh, if you're pegging a bead, they cannot swallow it. So that's my my pegging spiel. So um, yeah, I'm going to call some fly shops tomorrow and find out what the dealio is. That's it's crazy call. here. I mean, you know, we got those fly fishing only streams. Uh, you can't peg a bead in them according to the way the rules read. I mean, the rules read uh, material wound on or around the hook. Um, or wounder or about the hook or something like that, but it's pretty much, you know, your shit got to be on the hook, not two inches from it. So, so let me ask you this: If you put the bead above two inches above a hook that is tied, say a prince nymph or a San Juan worm or a wire worm, rock worm, uh, which is, rock worm is exactly what I usually use to peg it. Thread um, they're gonna eat that bead. Yeah, you just and, throw a. You just throw a twenty four ninety nine with a red thread wrap on there and call it good. Yep, you're yep. damn right. Mm-hmm. It's got thread on it, and I whip finish that thing up. And what do you do? I mean, yep. is that legal? Is that what we're really at the point of uh, to to legally peg a bead back east? You know? Yeah. Now, if you're in uh, if you're in the artificial only streams, you're fine with pegging a bead, but. No shit. Okay. Yep. Artificial only. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I've watched, actually, I think Scott was probably one of the first people I've ever seen to peg a damn San Juan worm. I was like, what? That's kick ass, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I remember him doing it. A little lighter out there. He's like, Ch-ch-ch. I'm like, man, what you doing over there, bro? Man, I'm just pegging a worm, just burning the shit off. I'm like, oh. Okay. Oh, you know, I just kind of <laughs> teach me, teach the, me, baby, teach me. Well, yeah, the peg, the peg bead. I mean, the whole benefit to that is that the fish doesn't swallow it. Exactly. Uh, they'll try to swallow the bead, but the hooks in the corner of their mouth every time. And I thought, man, every the time. other the other fly of mine that I always have trouble fit with fish swallowing is the worm, San Juan worm. They just inhale those things. Yeah. So I thought, man, I could do the same thing. Do a little loop knot and put a piece of chenille in there, and I singe the ends to make it tapered with a twenty four ninety nine hook below it, and bang, hang them, dude. And you know what? I'm sure we're gonna lose some listeners because we peg beads and peg worms, but you we know don't what? Want I them. do it. I do it for the safety of the fish, man. I have right. caught fish that are behind reds before sucking eggs down. And you you grab them, and their their mouth is full of freaking uh, eggs, man. So and I'm throat. like, exactly. And I'm like, how is it safe? They're swallowing it already down to their gut. So if you put a McFly foam fly uh, egg on, they're gonna suck that thing straight down to their belly. Great There's name. No great name drop. Looking at it. Oh, sorry, McFly foam. Perfect. I love you. 
It's the best. <laughs> shit in the world. We'll be Sorry. getting some free stuff from McFly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can bleep that out if need. Sorry. Pro staff. Rob just got himself yeah. a pro staff yeah, there, deal. There is no bleeping. McFly hit us up. Yeah. I think we shit. got a better. We we got a better shot of Marty McFly. I don't think McFly phone. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna peg the McFly phone. Dude. <laughs> hey, you know what? I if uh, you'd put him on a tube fly the Mc, uh, the McFly phone on a tube, dude. Peg it. Hang it. The son of a bitch run up and down, dude. You can just hang him. That's what I said. Oh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you got to put a swivel above it so that you don't have like 12 inches of leader between the yeah. <laughs> fly and the hook. Rob's like, Idiot. how else can I Dog. hook a fish in the ass? <laughs> just straight you up can, lasso I gotta him. Out, <laughs> you don't need the swivel. You can use your uh, split shot knot. On that That's, setup, yeah. yeah that uh, once again, I must. Me and Scott and Steve must be the only person on the planet that uses a uh, surgeon's knot to put our split shot above. Because I hear people, I don't ever tie tip on. What? Oh come yeah, on! Yeah, that's, dude, a, that's the game, man. That's the game, man. That's how you play it. I, I don't. I don't see how anybody can effectively nymph without. They do without. I mean, you know what I mean. Without doing that. Yeah. Triple surgeons are a blood knot. Damn straight, man. That's it. But you know what? I'm not going to say anything. Let people fish how they want to fish, and I'll fish how I want to fish. And I'll keep railing. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, the other smoking. the other thing I do in the wintertime when it's super cold, when Rob doesn't fish anymore, um, <laughs> and you're fishing you know what? You're 6X. Right. I, I saw the, the mess. Hold on. Excuse me real quick. I saw the message, and you're like, Man, Rob just says he doesn't fish. That bastard fishes every time that I'm out there with him. Uh-huh. I got the trick for getting you out in the cold. <laughs> what is it? Ask you to fish. You're damn straight, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah, but what I was saying is the, you know, you start getting that 6X tippet pretty brittle and even even 5X, it gets pretty brittle when it's down around 0 or less. And uh, you pinch a split shot on there, good chance you're going to break that off. Oh, yeah. So I'll tie, I'll tie the blood knot or the triple surgeons and leave a big long tag in and throw my split shot on there. Mm-hmm. Mm, Are you talking as a – That's uh, a drop shot, kids. Drop shot? No, no. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm talking I – know, I know what you're saying. The, the leader to tip it knot, I leave a long tag in and I put my oh. split shot on there. Oh, so it's still above the fly. Well – the way you drift it, the the weight's upstream of the fly and the fly's downstream, but you don't have the split shot pinching your main line. Yep. I got you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a good topic that uh, we should talk about, too, is different ways of rigging um, your flies and stuff, man. There's, there's so many different ways, man, that you can – that's effective, that works, and that people just don't really – utilize you know they don't have that tool in that toolbox they don't think about it or something you know yeah oh it's it's a huge deal i mean you know rigging your flies and then uh somebody somebody's gonna love me out there Dwayne, creating all your hinges on your on your fly rigs you know what i mean your indicator hinge or your your lower hinges on your split shot and all that shit that's true yeah that is true yeah so Man, that was that was man, that was in depth. I actually thought we were gonna joke around and cut up and 
fart and stuff and burp, but man, that actually got into like a real discussion. Watch Bro, out, man. I, I did fart and I did burp, shit. so for the record. <laughs> Witness. For the, it happened. For the record. <laughs> for the record. Yeah. That's awesome. Man, we got in-depth. Got a little bit of seriousness. Mm. I like that shit. It's good. Mm-hmm. You got to mix in a little bit of learning. Yeah. Yeah, you got to. That's exactly right. <laughs> From uh, from mangrove fishing tricks to trout rigging tricks, we're all across the board, man. That's it. That's Hit it. us up. And we'll listen. talk about whatever you want to talk about. Yes. And BJ's messed up Pennsylvania the trout season. <laughs> trout and season. What the hell? That's some yeah. bullshit. Well, when I was in Washington, there was a trout season there, or a, a fishing no season, I should say. Yeah, it was like April 15th to, I don't remember, it was... September, October, November, somewhere like that. But yeah. yeah, there was definitely a season, but there were year round fisheries as well. Uh, they had what they considered like trout lakes, and you know, they had opening day and closing day, but you know, you could fish a lot of the waters up there year round. Now, there's another little thing there, like in the Puget Sound, there are seasons in the Puget Sound, especially relative to the salmon. But right, I can see that. Yeah, trout is year round, so you can go out there and and be throwing clousers or whatever candlefish for uh, sea run cuts and stuff, and you'll hook up with resident coho salmon year round. Of course, you can't keep them, but you know you're targeting the trout. Yeah, right. I can see that. Still fun. See, I, oh yeah. I I think the whole thing came from. You know, last episode I talked about kind of how all our waters were hammered to shit years ago. And most of our fisheries are hatchery-based. And I think that's part of the reason that it developed into this trout season deal is, I mean, they got to go out and put fish in the streams. So so they're managing an investment kind yep. of? Yeah. yeah. And well, and those and fish don't hold over to the following season either. Very Especially. Few. They hold very over few. pretty good in a freezer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But those water temps get smoked up high. I see what you're saying, BJ, yep. and then lack of rain or if you guys got some mining tails that get run in there, I can see that. I yep. can see I can see where it gets to be a problem. Did I ever show you the pictures of opening day out here? It's like the damn oh, Super I've Bowl, seen them. I have too. Yeah. <laughs> just, it makes uh, me laugh. Just you Google got... Black Friday. Yeah, you got you got you got tent city on the stream. You you, you drive down the highway and there's tents lined up for five miles, and then everybody's standing, everybody's standing asshole to elbow in the pool trying to you know snag a fish. And I'd roll a damn brown bead right through the middle of all that shit, dude. I know every time I want to make a meme about fishing up at Decker's, I do a Google search for opening day in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Or or the other one to look up is Burt's Dam up in New York. Look that one up. That's... uh... Oh, yeah. That's the one where they're, like, lined up all the way across the dam, all the way down both... Shoreline, yep. riverbanks. Goddamn shame! It yeah. is shame. Poor fish ain't got a chance. Dude, it's like it's it's like the fly f- or the fishing equivalent of a gill net. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. 
that's another topic we're gonna have to get into yeah. later on. Jeez. Save that one for yeah. another night. Oh yeah. yeah. No shit. <laughs> that'll get uh that'll get interesting. I think yeah. gillnets are a very uh polarizing subject to say the least. Yeah. That one we, and you know who we should bring on here if uh we get opportunity to for that is Jake Dodd. That dude is a plethora of information when it comes to that kind of stuff, man. Is he a, a master, he's a master netter? No, he knows all the game on what it entails to to do that kind of, but not yeah, it, he not can, to do it, but the he can weave up a mean gillnet. Gillnet, yeah. He has skills passed down from generations. Of <laughs> yeah, he's the one that's out there that's probably cutting them. You know, no, I, I would not doubt that one bit. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm out of here with those things. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. So what you got next, Steve? That was a good little. That topic. was a good one. Yeah, we're uh, we're actually you. right around our time limit where we want to be. So sound like you guys surprised yourselves. <laughs> Goddamn, we do know something. We when I come on here, I know. I'm always expecting to say something smart. Yeah. Well, and and trust 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 me, we're expecting you to say the smart shit. Exactly. I need Scott to bring the knowledge, baby. You know, Rob and I are sitting here talking about farts and shit. Scott's like, Jesus Christ! Really? Take the I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in this with these guys, huh? Yeah, he's, he's talking about. He's talking about oxygen depletion levels in the stream. And... Yeah, I would. You, that, you, you two are making it. carbon monoxide. Oh yeah. Yeah. By you stepping in the water is actually taking some oxygen cells out. So you're actually the problem that's killing the fish. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> Displacement. But as much as I beat the top of the water and froth that some bitch with my fly line, I'm actually putting oxygen back into it. So oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so you're uh, you're you're of the aeration school of knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, and plus I used 17 ounces of split shot to get to the bottom in a three-foot drift that way. And two lead-wrapped Pat's rubber legs. Mm. You get like three-quarters of a pound of lead. I like it. For a two-foot drift. Get that bitch down there as quick as possible. Get it there. Rob's got to use a three-inch diameter thingamabobber. <laughs> you know those pu- I just you know use- Punching balloons from way back in the day that had the big rubber Damn band. straight. That's what I was going to say. I <laughs> use a pallet. balloon. I just blow a balloon up and right and connect that it to works. my leader. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, dude, I'm going to totally roll up to Decker's with a balloon next time I go up there. Do it, dude. I'm going to tie one on my line and just go it. out in a bunch of people. Dude, it, have you ever tried to cast a fly line with a balloon on it? No. Um, no. <laughs> not a balloon, I but I think you might recall on our, uh, Missouri trip, that big plastic float that I found oh, that's <laughs> that I tied right. onto the line. <laughs> that thing was about six inches around. <laughs> I remember that. that I think so you got a video of that somewhere. Damn, I have to look on my Facebook page. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> if not, Landon's probably got it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, boys, this was fun. I actually had a good time. You sound yeah. surprised. I, yes. I, yeah, I did. Actually, yeah. Oh, boys, for three assholes, you actually I enjoyed your time. Yeah, yeah I, this was well worth the uh, 1950 you guys are paying me to do this, so I appreciate <laughs> that. 
<laughs> per month. Hey, I just want to say real yen, quick, too. Uh, oh, yes, that's hope. Uh, I want to say, hey, thanks for the listeners who've, uh, who followed us over. Appreciate it. We appreciate yes. the new listeners. Um, I know it's kind of a change, but hopefully it's for the better. And the new guys that are listening, welcome. And uh, if you want to ask us any questions, feel free to message us on our Instagram page. That would be the quickest way to get a response from one of the four of us. So um, please send all hate mail via Scott Long because he will put you in your place. So (laughs) it's directed toward (laughs) me anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But uh-huh. if you <laughs> if you do have email, BJ, what is that uh, ad, that address? Uh, I knew you were going to ask me. Um, stripsetpodcast at gmail dot com. There Look you at go. That shit. Stripsetpodcast on Instagram and yep. stripsetpodcast at gmail. Yes. Yep. Man. And we have a dedicated voicemail line, but I can't remember the number off the top of my head, so I'll get that for the next episode. Nice. Eight. Eight Perfect. six seven five, five three zero oh, nine. <laughs> hey, yeah, I love that song. Mm. Keep those reviews it coming in too. Yeah, subscribe, yeah. rate, <laughs> review. Yeah, the, the, hey, if you haven't read it yet, get on iTunes, and uh, if you can get on iTunes, get on iTunes. Go look at our latest review. It is dripping wet, <laughs> dazzling. I love it. I love it. Yes. I'd really like. Thank to you for the reviews, guys. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta find out who that was. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I think it's gonna be one of your sons, buddy Scott. Yeah, I don't know much. Probably. About- oh, man. <laughs> I know how they like the social media aspect. Those high school kids, so. uh, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's supposed to be explicit as we're rated on iTunes. Yes, so. it is explicit. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Love it. So there you go, another uh, another episode. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys have a good week. I'll post some stuff up on Instagram as I hopefully catch fish along this weekend and into next week. So yes, please do. There's even a All chance right. I might get out and fish. Uh-oh. Oh shit! Uh oh. Do it. Do Been it. Been a while. Been a while. Yeah. Well, you boys have a good weekend. And I look forward to seeing you guys next week's face. Yes. You too. All right. You too. All right. Holla. Peace. See ya. Out. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time.